and welcome to Myth Monsters. My name is Erin and I'll be your host for these little snack bite-sized podcasts on folklore and mythical monsters from around the world. These podcasts focus on the actual cryptids, folklore and mythic monsters from global mythology, rather than focusing on the full stories of heroes and their big adventures. I'll also be dropping in some references that they have to recent culture, and we can see these represented in modern day content so that you can learn more and get as obsessed as I am about these absolute legends of the mythological world. I can happily announce that I have finally replaced my mouse and keyboard this week. That's really my update. It was getting to a point where every time I would type the letter T, it would give me about six or seven. So in terms of writing podcasts, it's a lot easier to get these done than it was previously. I am very grateful they have been replaced. Also, my scroll wheel didn't work. So when I was scrolling down my script, I just couldn't. So I had to like click the button in and then roll it. And that's not noise efficient in terms of recording a podcast. So I'm very thankful these are back together for a very nice writing and recording experience. But that's about it in updates from me this week. Now for this week's monster, it is a bit of a weird one. It's really been quite difficult to track any information down. Although you might be thinking, Erin, this is a normal kind of time length for this episode. It's maybe even a little bit longer than usual. Well, that's because I'm very good at finding out information when I do need to find it. But it was difficult, I will not tell a lie. It was hard. It's the first one where I've really struggled beyond any referencing sections of websites to find anything on this monster at all. And even the advertising image this week was really hard to find. I had to go with just a blob picture, (laughs) and I even had to reach out to my cousin Echo, who's Chinese, to help me even understand this one and what it's all about. But I think we found enough, so we'll get on with it. Feng is described as an edible monster, which looks somewhat like a cow's liver and lives in shallow water. It sounds horrific, and yes, yes it is. It is also fully sentient. However, that's about it for the description. That's all it is. It's not historically aggressive, but that's it. It's not even a paragraph. But what makes this a monster? Well, it's the fact that it is sentient and apparently has a record of interacting with humans in a positive way. And as I said, it's edible and its one power is that it can magically regrow back every time someone eats a bit of it. I don't know why you would eat a bit of it, but apparently people do. It is perfect for hungry people, I suppose, but also not the nicest idea in the universe, but it is a fun concept for a monster. There are actually loads of versions of this monster too, although it is kind of undecided whether they are all the same monster, or whether they're just variations with different names. So we have a few to go over. Feng in itself is what I've described above, but there is also Shiro, Turo, Rozhi, and Taisu. Rozhi are actually so elusive it's hard to find any information on them, so this is the only one I won't specifically go into here. But the Shiro is described as in the following text in the Shanghai Jing, which is an ancient Chinese text which I've talked about before, but I quote, Kuo notes that the look flesh creature is a mass of flesh which looks like the liver of an ox. It has two eyes, even though you eat it, it is never really consumed because it grows again and is born again from the same form as it was before. This myth may constitute a utopian idea of a never-ending supply of meat, 
from the perspective of the inhabitants of these poor rural areas. Now, the Turo is very much linked to the Shiro and is also mentioned and used in the Shanghai Jing. And that one goes, it's a lump of meat in the shape of an ox liver. There are two eyes in it. It can be eaten as food. More of them can be found. Such things are called feng and are edible. People do not know this. There is also another thing in the sea called turo. It is pure black and five kun in width. It is as big as an arm of an infant. There is an abdomen, but it has no mouth and eyes. It has 30 legs. It can be stir-fried and taken as food. It is something like a cross between a worm and a fish, and is similar to feng. Lastly, Taisu has the following by the scholar Tian Rusheng from the Min Dynasty. When Deng Boai dismantled a house and dug up the earth, something like a lump of meat was found. A Taoist master said it was a Taisu. It was harmless, so it was abandoned. That's it. But these quotes can possibly go better into these monster descriptions. So much better than I can. But I know that you love me talking through these things, so I'll, uh, I'll allow it this time. But that's it. In terms of original content that I can pull from this, realistically, it's one paragraph. So these are much better at describing them in a culturally significant way. For etymology, though, we kind of have to look into all of these words for feng. The word feng itself means mound or hump in old Chinese, and it means to seal in modern Chinese. But importantly, within Chinese, feng can be used within other words to create different meanings, such as in feng zu meaning big pig, bai feng meaning elder brother, and as feng is something that can sometimes be interpreted as the word for big as well. So you can kind of see where it gets a bit complicated. Chinese is a really interesting language to research as well. Shiro means look like meat, as shi comes from look at, and ru means meat or flesh. Turu means soil flesh, from tu meaning earth or soil, and ru again meaning flesh. Roizu means meat mushroom, which links to another cool word that is often linked to feng, which is rolingzi which is a type of mushroom that we'll get into more later. Lastly, Taisu meaning great year from the root word Tai, meaning great, and Su meaning age or year. It's also another name for Jupiter, which is quite cool. But as you can imagine, this is probably a whole load of information that is immensely weird and a lot. So I'll back off of these kind of etymologies. But when did all of this start from? I hear you scream. What an odd monster and... Considering how many variations, how bizarre. Well, it's believed that the mythology of the Feng started in the Han Dynasty, which was between 206 and 220 CE in the Shanghai Jing, which we talked about earlier. And that has the earliest name for this monster in it, the Shairu. This book is one of the most legendary bestiary books in Chinese history, dating back to the 4th century BCE and actually tells the story of most of the monsters we cover on this podcast that are Chinese and known to world mythology. It even covers some that aren't specifically Chinese as well. After this though, the monster was not really talked about again until 1547, which is when I talked about the Tai Su and was brought in through Tian Rechong's book, which is called Zihu Shi, which is a kind of land record that I mentioned earlier, 
but I will also say that they have some really intense links to general Chinese mythology as a whole though. The Chinese world creator Hundun, who you might recognise or kind of think of in your brain as Morris, from Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. This was originally described as a lump of flesh with wings. You can kind of see if you research Little Morris that these kind of developed. And the story of the Nine Sons of the Dragon, which is a really famous Chinese story, all started with them as a lump of flesh too, which was then split and divided into nine parts and thrown into a river to become said Dragon Kings. There are actually loads of Chinese stories and actually really legendary stories at that, which all start with just the person or monster being a blob-like thing. However, it was last noted historically in 1578 when used in a pharmacy journal of the time, noting Feng as a naiad and described it kind of as the following. This refers to a class of peculiar organisms such as the sea cucumber or anemones, to which are accredited supernatural qualities based upon the supposition that they were spiritual beings. This actually moves us really nicely onto our possible real-life mix-ups that the Feng could be as well. Obviously, here it's noted that they may be sea anemones or cucumbers due to their texture, shape and potential supernatural qualities, and also that they're found often in the water. We also have to bring in the idea that actually we do have something similar that can be eaten and then regenerate its flesh, however it is not sentient and that is the horrific-looking scobies, which are the fermented remains of sugar when you're making something like kombucha, which is a kind of tea, I think, that started in China, but has made its way over to the US as a current new trend. It looks vile, tastes disgusting, don't know what people are on about. But lastly, we kind of have to talk about the references that they have to mushrooms here, as this could also explain the regeneration part, and the edible nature of them, as well as kind of the appearance. The Lingzi mushroom, which this monster is very often linked to, is kidney-shaped and is a reddish-brown colour, often used in Chinese medicine, which totally makes sense with our monster. It also kind of goes into that Roy Lingzi definition and name that we have for Feng as well. This is that mushroom where it comes from. So again, does totally make sense. There have been a couple of real-life sightings of this monster though in the 20th century, with a whole load of hoaxes recently with some amazing pictures. But can I find them? No. They are all restricted to Chinese media, which really sucks, and I can't find any of them through love nor money. However, my favourite one which I could research is a hoax from 2012 when a television station reported to have found one of these monsters in a well so they decided to put it on air, live. During the segment, they had thousands of viewers calling in to report that it was not a thing, and it was in fact a fleshlight. If you don't know what a fleshlight is, it's a male sex toy, so not really safe for work to talk about, and I will not be providing images or talking about what it looked like. However, please take it from me, it was very funny. Or you can Google it, just please do not do it on a work or school computer. There is one other story that I could find, and that was from some construction workers in the Dalin district who found a 78 kilogram lump in the ground. Apparently, it was about 40 centimetres wide, and it looked like pig fat wrapped in kind of like a brown, yellowish skin with an uncooked meat texture. 
but they then sold it as a feng for 20,000 yuan, which equates to about 2.5k in British pounds to a guy, and then he sold the water it lived in as Taisu mineral water. Absolutely gross, I know. Lastly, just to kind of finish off this segment, there are feng in loads of other cultures across the world, even if they are not noted as graphically as this one, such as Gantari and his wife from Indian mythology, who wished for a hundred sons. They got a lump of flesh that they then divided into a hundred pieces. Then in Tamil mythology in Sri Lanka, one of their saints was born as a lump of flesh, and he was created fully then by Vishnu, one of the main Hindu gods. And even though most of our creation myths do talk about men coming from something, they are very often a limbless lump of body or clay. So this monster does really resonate with many different cultures and religions, even if you don't know it explicitly yet. Now, we're going on to modern media, and I'm sorry, but there is nothing on the actual thing. I did say it was a bit rough this week trying to find info. So I'm basically going to go with stuff on blob monsters because there's a whole load on that and realistically this is what this monster is, there's nothing specific for the thing, so we're just going to roll with it. For art, honestly, there is no point here. It took me about a week to find a picture I was happy with to use for the marketing of this episode. If you managed to find something then you were either Chinese and deep into that media or you are some kind of internet guru because I could not find anything. I ended up going with a generic blob for the art because why not? So I have nothing for this one this week. I am so sorry. In movies, we do have quite a few though. We have obviously The Blob, Creeping Terror, It Came From Outer Space, Fern Gully, Monsters Inc., Ghostbusters, Evolution, Cabin in the Woods, Angry Red Planet, Monsters vs. Aliens, Raggedy Ann and Andy, Treasure Planet, The Book of Life, Fantastic Voyage, Creepshow 2, my Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers the Movie, X the Unknown, Terminator, The Thing, Prince of Darkness, Oily Maniac, and Parasite Eve. And on to TV, we have loads, so I've broken this down by quite a bit, as there are quite a lot. So we have Ben 10, Monty Python's Flying Circus, Batman Beyond, Adventure Time, Star Trek, Deep Space Nine, Big Hero 6 the series, Futurama, The Outer Limits, The Incredible Hulk, Terminator, The Sarah Connor Files, Star Trek The Next Generation, The Owl House, Powerpuff Girls, The Orville, Samurai Jack, The Simpsons, Alien Worlds, Static Shock, Teen Titans, Wakfu, Tom and Jerry, Family Guy, Totally Spies, and Monster Warriors. Again, for video games, absolutely loads, so this is a much smaller list, including Alice Madness Returns, Avernum, Call of Cthulhu, Dark Corners of the Earth, Dwarf Fortress, City of Heroes, Carrion, Elder Ring, Dark Scrolls, Castlevania, Dead Cells, Fate, Final Fantasy, League of Legends, Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach, Guild Wars, Kingdom Hearts 3, Legend of Zelda, Kirby, Minecraft, Metroid, Pikmin, Niho, Pokemon, Metopia, Monster Hunter, Monster Rancher, Resident Evil Revelations 2 and 6, RuneScape, Shin Megami Tensei, Super Mario Bros, Terraria, Rogue Legacy, Ultima, World of Warcraft, XCOM Terrors from the Deep, and World of Goo. And my book recommendation this week is The Handbook of Chinese Mythology by Lihu Yang for a great overall look at Chinese mythology, 
Or, you know, if you fancy looking at blob stuff, there are loads of The Blob books, which teach manners and cute little kid things by Juliana Miller, and they are super cute. You can find them on Amazon. I really enjoyed having a little look over them. But now it's time for Do I Think They Existed? I mean, it's realistically the blob from the film The Blob, but more sentient and slightly nice, so I'm easily going to say no to this one. Although, based on our real-life comparisons and the pictures of these, I can totally see why people would get confused. And although I have never made kombucha, because it literally tastes of nothing, I don't understand why anyone likes it. I know that you create that weird scoby thing to ferment it, and again, why would you drink it? But it does look remarkably like this monster that has been described throughout Chinese history. And what's more intense with this one is that actually, scobies do grow back after you cut them up and you put them back in the kombucha, so it can work with our ever-devoured, ever-regenerating slimy lump. I think you could possibly dress a scoby up as a thing by just sticking googly eyes on it and painting it slightly purple like a cow's liver. Although the mushroom theory is another good one, I can see how people mistook these for sentient slimes. However, will I ever get over the fleshlight story? I'm not too sure. I'm sure the newscaster was absolutely horrified, and apparently they did issue an apology after they found out what they were displaying to the general public at prime time. Again, if you're over 18, you'll probably find this story very funny. And the pictures are priceless. What do you think? Did the Feng roam the earth one day? Let me know on Twitter. I'd love to know what you think. What a weird and wonderful monster to cover this week. I'm actually really grateful that I was able to find out enough about it, to be completely honest. I was a little bit worried. It's not one I've ever looked into before. But no fear, I will always try and find content. And to be completely honest with you, if I don't, I'll just change the monster and let you know. But either way. Next week, though, we're heading over to Scandinavia for the wonderful short Lassies and Laddies of the Mountains. Of course, you've probably guessed it. It's dwarves. Grab your finest pickaxe and come hi-hoing with me next Thursday to learn more about these Nordic miners of legend. For now, though, thank you so much for listening. It's been an absolute pleasure. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give it a rating on the service you are listening on. I've got the Twitter for any questions or suggestions on what monsters to cover next, and I'd really love to hear from you. The social media handles for YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram are Myth Monsters Podcasts, and Twitter is Myth Monsters Pod. But all of our content can always be found at mythmonsters.co.uk, and you can find us on Good Pods and Patreon if you want to help me fund the podcast too. Come join the fun though, share this with your pals, they might love me as much as you do. But for now, stay spooky. And I'll see you later, babes.